you, I'd be like, do you know what? I'd be like, do you know what? Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm reasonable. I can make, I'll, I'll make that consideration for you. But like, don't tell me that I can't fucking grill lamb on a barbecue because you're a vegan. You know, I mean, what? I mean, I, I grill tofu, but it, it just falls to pieces. Tofu's um, not food. Yeah, well, you know, uh, but like. It's like, but it's like it's the same thing. If I if if I live next door to someone that thought Relay was a good album, I go next door and be like, "Do you mind closing your windows when you play that?" <laughs> I, I I'm offended by that. You know, it's like you know, you know, I'm anyway, gonna have a barbecue. I know you're playing this bullet for my Valentine. Anyway, so no, just, on just, on oh, on that note, on oh yeah, well, is this the way it's gonna go this week? No, no, no. Listen, so I was examining today, right? And and a kid walks into the room. Imagine someone that was a hybrid of Dina Cazares. The body, but the face of Lars Ulrich. <laughs> and I was you're just a like, fat Lars Ulrich. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, pretty much. Not, not, no, not fat because he was, he was built. He was a big lad. And, and it was a bit, you know, not, he wasn't thin, but I was like, he had long hair as well. And I was just like, this is interesting. Was he eating spoonfuls of gravy? Just, you know. Yeah. And he had like a seven string Ibanez. And he, and, he, and I, and I said, and one of the questions we asked him was like, you know, and what do you think the future is going to be? And he just was it's going to be a dystopian world where man fights against machine. And he just and he just looked at me, and just goes, just tear me apart. How many times are we going to rehash that joke? I think just tear I, me apart. I, I think we might have to have a ban on that, along with all the uh, all the usuals. Anyway, um, welcome to In the Abyss. Uh, it's very fucking hot. It's only been hot for two days, and I'm already going to moan about it. Um, <laughs> But it could be worse. You could be at download this weekend and you could have sat in fucking nine hours of traffic to do two miles just to get into a so fucking I heard, car park. I heard from our, our man on the inside, Rob, from uh, Total Guitar, from Music Radar, that they've all oversold the festival. Well, it's sold out. It's sold out for the first time. But there's always been it's always been close to being sold out. So it's not like it's that different. But yeah, apparently it was it was a nightmare. Absolute fucking nightmare getting in there. Unless you went really early, I think. So, right. but I couldn't. Add, I was oh, yeah. looking at the pictures though, and just looking at the fucking sheer size of it. Just so many people. Ninety thousand. I'm too old for that. Ninety. Nine, uh, Ninety thousand people. Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm way too old for that shit. Just, comparing it to something like Bloodstock, where you can just amble around freely. You're ten minutes from your tent. Lovely. Our age. It's just. It's just perfect. The, the problem no, is though, like, you know, it's it, it's download is going to attract a lot of first time festival goers. Yeah, of course it is. Nouveau festival goes like you know, faux festival goes all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, to to be brutally honest, I mean, I remember the last time I went was two thousand and five. We went for the weekend, and I I didn't really like the vibe, you know. But then we went, and then the the following year you went to Vac and it goes. It's not just a metal festival; it feels like a metal festival. The yeah. community, you can feel the sense of community. And you don't get that at um, places like Down Downloaded. I don't. Well, think. I'm 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 sure I'm sure many would disagree. I think it's those kind of festivals though. They they are what you make them. If that's what you're into and that's what you want, then you're gonna have a wicked time at Download. But the issue for me is like it was like people taking photos of watching Metallica right from the back of the crowd, and even just the, the stage. Even though the stage is fucking enormous, it's like a dot on the landscape. You're just too far away. I, I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just being an old fart, but it's yeah. Well, Don, Donington's a tricky one because it's. It, I'm sorry, I know it's got like the legacy and everything, and monsters are rocking, 
but it's not the best venue for an outdoor festival. It, well, the, the way the, that... the festival site is different now, though. It's not in the middle of the track anymore. It's on the outside of the track. It's on a different, different spot. So it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I haven't been since they changed. Look, look, the, 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 the the best, the, the the two best venues that I've been to in the UK for outdoor festivals, Reading is perfect because it's flat. Yeah, and and the Milton Keynes Bowl because it's purpose built. Yeah, purpose built, totally different. Yeah, and Milton Keynes Bowl is a fantastic. Is it even still going? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Muse are. Um, that that is a, that is the what. White, white, white. Okay, I know they can't do camping at the moment. You can't have camping, no. Yeah, Unless you want to camp on a roundabout, then, you know. Anyway, yeah, fuck that, middle, right? Because that's, yeah, not, that's middle, not what we're here to talk about. Um, yeah. What we do want to talk about is uh, is a selection of, of metal releases from last month. We're a little bit late. It's pretty much the middle of June, but it is what it is. We, we kind of get there eventually. Um, you know, initially mm-hmm. when we were talking about this, it was like, well, there wasn't really much in May, to be honest. And then when... When we actually look at it, it was like, ah, fuck yeah, it's actually a pretty long list of stuff. So we probably should um, at least have a bit of a look at it. I'm going to start with Enforcer, I think, if you're going to start anywhere, because whatever that weird fucking squeaky noise was that came from Margate. Yeah, um... I can't do it. I'll try. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Enforcer, Nostalgia, came out on the 5th of May, so right at the start of the month. Um, We love this band anyway. Um, but this is a proper fucking this is a proper fucking enforcer album. I absolutely love it. First couple of listens, I was a bit eh, wasn't quite sure about it, but it it clicked and it's just packed full of anthems. Love it, absolutely love it, absolutely fucking love it. And when I say a lot of it sounds like classic Europe, it it really does. Certainly, um, is it heartbeats? It's a proper eighties kind of, not quite a power ballad, but. It's, it's got a bit of a sort of a pop metal feel. That's what makes me feel Europe, cheap trick, that kind of thing. Fucking love it. And surely you do as well. It, I, I, I have enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's a bit of a grower. I think previous Enforcer albums were a lot more immediate for me. I think they've, they've tried a few things on this album to the point where it's needed a little bit more effort. Um, and I think one criticism I do want to get out of the way sort of early on is it does lack punch. It needs to be a bit heavier. I think. Why are you trying to film this podcast on your phone? I'm trying to find a song title so I can mention it. We've talked about it. <laughs> he's doing, it, he's doing his research on the, on the spin. Yeah. I, I, uh, I know what you mean, just, actually. It, it is yeah. a very, it is quite a poppy album. Um, In terms of its delivery. I, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, because like I say, there's one song on it near the end called Keep the Flame Alive. I know the one you're um, talking about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think verse-wise, it's fairly straight up enforcer. But you got that intro and the chorus, which sounds like something from a cheer, you know, a chilled out soundtrack to a, an eighties Vice Cop movie. Yeah, you know, all Florida, Florida sunsets and stuff like that. It's just, it, yeah, but but it works. They they do it very well, and yeah. it's, just, it's it's a little bit disconcerting initially. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, no, I I, I have enjoyed the album. It's, it's been a regular listen for me um, throughout the month and whatnot, and uh, yeah. But it's um, yeah, it's it's just need a little bit more more time to gel. Well, give it more time. I mean, White Lights in the USA um, is probably my favourite song on the album. I think it's it, it it sort of rings a bit of classic Saxon. It's got an old school sort of new heavy British heavy metal, and it's a song about heavy metal. It's a song about going to heavy metal shows, and there's always time for that. Whether it's denim and leather, whether it's primal fears, primal fears metal is forever. Just yeah. 
anything yeah. like that i'm 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 always i'm always interested in padre um i don't know if you're going to actually listen to anything we've talked about tonight have you had time to to pick any of it up no but what i thought i would do and i promise i will go away and, and listen to the stuff we've talked about i i like I, i've listened to some of the enforcer stuff before i do like it so i think what i'm going to do is like say so the albums you're going to talk about tonight pick out one that i should listen to and two like just generally speaking if, if anyone's not heard any of these albums which songs do we, do people need to listen to and secondly like which which is like you know if you're going to talk about five or six albums, what's the top three that you said you need to go away and listen to these albums? Um, so, so you want homework basically? Yeah, basically, I'm I'm just I'm just like I'm I'm once I get fucking work finished, <laughs> then I can actually have some time and just enjoy fucking music and you know. No, work. I mean like, I get it. I mean my situation is not what yours is, but I mean obviously with my mood this month and all sorts of nonsense just throwing me off course. Yeah, my listening this month has been slack compared to normal. So some of these albums I've only done one listen for. Um enough to get get a, a vibe from it. But yeah, it's uh it's been a bit of a frustrating month for I mean me. it's like I, I was listening to, to the I was listening to the playlist that we did last week which I really like, but it just kept coming up with notifications on my phone like nineteen nineties missing. Where's the mega there? <laughs> And fuck off. What else came out on the fifth of May? It's going right to the start of the month. I mean, therapy, hard, cold fire. We've talked about that to death. Um, yeah. but that that has got better and better the more listens. I think it's 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 really, yeah. really grown. And um I think it's up there with some of their strongest ever material, to be perfectly honest with you. So, you know, happy about that because it's great to see a band 30 odd years into their career still still as strong as ever. But yeah, we have talked about that a lot. Um, uh, yeah, that's a favourite. Get on it, yeah. people. Yeah, that's that's definitely a favourite for the month, I think. Um, Unearth, The Wretched, The Ruinous, came out on May the 5th as well. Um, first album in about five years, I think. Um, they got a returning drummer, got a different guitarist now as well. What did you think of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it, but what's been frustrating this month is um, I need to... I need to get some new headphones because basically I've realised the headphones I've been listening to stuff this month, it's been dying and the music has been clearly stunted. So my th- my thinking with the Unearth record and a couple of others were it's not as heavy. And I do and I do think that with an enforcer, but Unearth was surprisingly underwhelming each time I listened to it. And it's my headphones, so it's kind of <laughs> throwing me a bit off course. It's bloody, it's bloody Sorry, Unearth. Yeah, I do apologise. But no, I mean, you know, knowing knowing that and considering that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've somewhat fallen off the other bandwagon in the last few years. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. It's yeah, it's just just one of those things. But certainly, it's it's they they certainly not forgotten how to pen an accessible chorus. Yeah, um, it's probably like I say, it's this does remind me of oncoming oncoming storm era. Not as good because that was that was in its own league, but it's got that vibe. It's got that accessibility and that that sort of power and, and vibe to it. And it, yeah, it, I've, I've been enjoying it, um, which I think with like metalcore rounds like that, you kind of want to want to get a different response to, but yeah, yeah, quite, um, quite surprised by it. I think that's the, that's the difficult thing for a lot of the metalcore bands that had their, you know, their, their moment in the sun in the two thousands is trying to, trying to keep that kind of music fresh. Cause yeah, like you, I, I've, 
I haven't really listened to a great deal of Unearth stuff since the March was probably the last one that I, I, that I was really interested in. So I'm going to kind of try and fill the gaps over the last 10 years and go back and see what, you know, what they have done. But I like this. Um, it is your headphones because it sounds pretty brutal, actually. Um, it is it's actually pretty fucking heavy, but it, it is who, full of hooks. Who are on Earth? Who are on Earth? Yeah, where they're from. Oh, my God. Boston. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Why, why should I listen to them? Well, why shouldn't you? No, 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 no. Honestly, like you've heard I'm them. Not... You, you, you've heard. You have no, heard. I, them. I have. I, but you, know, you, you have know, heard. But they, but they are, they are metalcore, and and they are probably like the archetypal metalcore band. Really, they they do mix those two elements probably more than a lot of the others did. But you know, like I said, without having without having heard. A great deal of what they've done in the last decade or so. I I, I don't kind of know where they've they've been, but this one I I have enjoyed. So yeah, give it a go. It, it is heavy. It's catchy. It's angry as well. You know. So it's what half hour. Yeah, and that's it. Straight yeah. to the point. It's just thirty minutes. Fucking done. Yeah. We're getting a lot of this at the moment. I think we're going to have to talk about this in the future episode because I've, I've noticed this a lot this year that these artists are just releasing albums of a good length that suits their music. Yeah. And I don't know if that's come comes to streaming and trying to keep engaged with the audience and whatnot. But um yeah, yeah, 30 minutes suits them perfectly. Done. Yeah, seven seven or eight songs is becoming a standard album kind of thing. It's 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 weird. Years ago I'd have looked at a CD in HMV and gone, fuck me, seven songs. I'm not paying 15 quid for that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it's a fair point. But look, you go back to Rain in Blood. You know, twenty nine minutes and a few seconds, and and it doesn't get any better than that. So, no, you don't need it. There's a, there's a difference. There's a difference between that, like I don't know if the album that's thirty minutes and Raining Blood, because everyone knows Raining Blood's a shorter album, and but and everyone knows that Raining Blood is a seminal album. There's a difference between saying someone saying to you, um, "I think you'd like Slayer." And again, oh yeah, I've heard of Rain and Blood. Yeah, we should buy that. Oh, it's only 29 minutes long, but I'm going to buy it because people are saying I need to buy it. Whereas, whereas Unearth don't have that kind of cachet. So no, perhaps not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right as well. I mean, I'm, this is one of the things I like about Spotify and YouTube and um, other other streaming services and, you know, things like that. I mean, I, I used to really get annoyed when you would go into like, for example, HMV and you like, an album that's 25, 35 years old is still 16, 17 quid. And you're just yeah. like, I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, like, and every now and again, you go to HMV and you'd like, I mean, and again, I think we've said this before, you know, HMV, you go in the intro at that time when we found facelift for fiver. Yeah. You know, or the appetite destruction would be a fiver or something. I mean, how many fucking copies of that CD did I buy? Cause I kept losing it. Um, <laughs> but then, but then you pick up master of puppets or, um, South of Heaven, and it's seventeen quid, and I'm like, I'm not yeah. paying seventeen quid for that fucking album. When well, I, on, on when that you can note, buy it, when you can buy it on vinyl from a second hand place for a well, fiver. You say that I was in um, Newbury, and for anybody who doesn't know it, it's somewhere west of London. Um, <laughs> and I went for it, went for a wonder, and I popped into the local HMV, have a flick through the vinyl, and um, like HMV is expensive to buy anyway, but Justice for All, fifty quid. And there is no yeah. justification, pardon the pun, for that. And it's it's interesting because there's, I mean, certainly like the big HMV stores, they've always got like a permanent sale 
on classic albums like like yeah. two three for forty, three for fifty five quid or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You've always, you've, all of the class early Black Sabbath albums, two or three of the early Iron Maiden ones. There's some Priest and things in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have I have indulged in it myself just to advantage. But you know, your Nirvana's, your your obvious obvious ones, but. Yeah, a lot of the classic classic metal ones that we love aren't in that thing because nice. I don't know they're just not going to sell as much. It's, it's annoying, but um, it can be done. It can be done, but yeah, but that's 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 a different grumble for a different episode. Yeah. So yeah. um um, cattle decapitation, which I <laughs> I do always love the name, but they're a yeah. band I've I've never been able to get my head around. I I don't know why. I the new one, Terrasite. I've listened to it a few times. The problem with it, the first song sounds good. The second song sounds good. But then the third song, fourth song, it's all the same. And I can't get past that. I can't get any hooks out of it. There's, there's nothing that kind of grabs me. And I get bored really quickly listening to them. And I shouldn't. So See, that's interesting because I like this album. And they're a band who have eluded me thus far. Um, I found it quite, quite listenable because they're... I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like hooks and riffs, but I think the dynamics of the the, the tune that they put into their their music, and there's certainly an epic feel to this album. There's you know there's an atmosphere there, and I like it. Um, maybe it's a little bit of piano here and there knocking about. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's I've I've I'll be coming back to this record certainly and, and probably sticking sticking with it. Um, I actually get what you mean about the atmospherics and that because the production's great. You know, the guitar sound on yeah. it, it's just, it's almost perfect for that type of music. And that's the, kind of what, what hooked me in in the first couple of songs. But I then just got lost in it after that. Nothing was standing out. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I thought I heard you say it's like, you know, folk standard grindcore. And I think others have said the same. And no, it's not. not. Like, that that might have been a bit narrow minded. Yeah. That but way, that's, but... that's, yeah, certainly not the vibe I'm getting. And for me, there's, there's a bit more there. Um, and I can certainly see why they've got a fan base and applaud it they have in the past. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, that's a you know a new band to get stuck into. So, yeah, yeah. it's weird. They're they're secretly quite big, actually. They yeah. they do have a a big following. When they played Bloodstock last year, there was a massive crowd for them, which I I didn't realise. So yeah, the, the name in itself is going to is going to uh, hook people in because. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great a, name for a band. Can't argue with that's that. That's it. If you make an effort to like them and get into them, then that, that's a great T-shirt name, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, exactly. I almost, <laughs> almost want to like them purely for the fucking name. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to go down that road. Um, but look, you know what? I'll give it a few more goes. I, I will keep trying. Uh, maybe I'll listen to it at home rather than in the car, and I, I, I'll see if it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting driving music choice, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know what? The last time I listened to it, I was sat in traffic coming out of London, and it, so maybe it just wasn't wasn't the right environment for it. I don't know, but I'll I'll persevere and I'll give it another go, and I'll come back in a couple of weeks and and uh, and talk about it a bit more. Um, on the very much the other end of the spectrum, though, uh, the Ghost Covers EP came out this month. Um, Phantomime, um, yeah. five covers, five tracks. So uh, it's yeah, straight to the point. There's nothing particularly groundbreaking about the covers i don't think but it's fucking good fun and they do the songs real justice i think yeah i, I mean look, yeah. you know what i feel about ghost and they're metal they're fucking metal yeah i don't care what anyone says they're metal they're metal as fuck um 
this is it. it it's it's they do what they do so well, and the musicianship is there, and and the production is there, and yeah, they they the thing is is they identify what they can cover well, and this is yeah. all their covers. I can't think of any covers that they've done that were bad or misguided. They they they, they even covered a Depeche Mode song, which is minimalist, very minimalist, and they you know brought it out of its shell, and it, and it worked. It still you know it wasn't a big big upbeat track by any means, but it just about worked. Um, and they know what to do do with something and. Yeah, a lot of this album is quite Route One, EP, whatever. It's, yes, it's Route it, One. Yes, it is. It's, it is. I mean, the, the Genesis and Tina Turner covers, they're kind of exactly what you'd expect. But then covering Maiden's Phantom of the Opera was, you know, that could have, that could have gone very wrong. It could have, yeah. I, I, but it I, didn't. Mean, I, know, I know Diano's been slating it, but... Yeah, but Diano, Paul Diano's mental. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Bless him. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I know it's, it's his voice, but it... Yeah, I mean they've done it justice. It, it it sounds good how they blended those sort of galloping guitars and the bass and, and you know what ghosts do and how they put put their yeah the, the bass sound they they nail it on that actually yeah yeah and like I say it's it's not it's a nice clean sound and it's like you think you think about first album and it wasn't the best produced was it and you no, always wonder like, what 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 would have happened if they'd have had someone like Mike Birch um, producing that album yeah. Um, yeah, obviously it's not going to sound like Ghost doing it, but it's just it's great to hear it in the studio with with a, a decent production because it's such a great track. Um, and I like the, the Tina Turner cover. I mean, it's it's you know there is a touch, you know certainly a, a notability to it. But you know because as we lost her um, pretty much around the same few days, didn't we? Yeah, weird. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just huge. You know, yeah, it does sound. Yeah, it does. It does sound massive. I'm surprised they haven't started banging it out live yet. Actually, considering that she's she's just passed. But yeah, you know they're doing the Genesis cover, aren't they? But I think that's been it so far. Yeah, I just it just makes I just don't get why why people have a problem with them. I I I don't understand. They're just whether you think they're metal or not, they're just a great band. Yeah, uh, they 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 write great songs. They do what they do well. I don't know. I mean, like people who are who are there from the start is this, you know, they're grieved because they, they've gone down the further down the sort of almost pop route, accessible, and they've evolved. Been, that's that's all it is. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really I don't see the issue either. They they are a metal band. They're a stadium rock band, whatever you want to call them. But I don't know if they, if they remind me. You know, a while back I might have mentioned this before about a chap who was a Biffy Clyro fan from day one, and he actually told me that he felt betrayed when they went more accessible with puzzle and onwards and you know we supported them and they had no right to do such a thing and it's it's i just don't get that mentality Fuck well, it. it's, it's it's metallica fans isn't it it's it's, it's any kind of we, we, we've probably all been guilty of it at some point in our lives yeah. certainly when we were younger that you know oh he fucking sold out and and whatever else so that that we love it we don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. We love Ghost, and and you know the more they do this kind of stuff, the better, as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah. good fun. So yeah, um, one that came out a little bit of left field last month was one that you brought to the party, "Out for Blood" by Shadows. Um, yeah. not, the, not the Shadows, and not the <laughs> Shadows. Shadows. Um, I think they're Chilean, aren't they? South America's churning out some great metal at the moment. Yeah, yeah, Chilean. You know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave this one with you for a minute because I mean, 
I mean, to be fair, it's, it's, it's probably a sort of nice little segue there because they there is definitely almost a sort of ghost covering merciful fate vibe to them. You know what? I've got exactly like, the same thing in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> We've we've been doing this for fifty say. episodes. We we have we have synchronized. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, really accurate. It it really is. I mean, um, it's a good album. This. I mean, like I said, it's, it's not a great album. Um, but you need to, and I think maybe it's a little bit shorter than it needs to be. Despite what we were saying earlier about album lengths, I think we could have we could add a little bit more from them. Um, I think we're there interludes included. But yeah, Ghost covering Merciful Fates. So they've got that sort of dark new wobbum sort of vibe to them and they've got the harmonized guitars and the riffs and but they've got those, those sort of subtle almost introverted choruses that ghost did so well sort of in those yeah. early days yeah and i think i think their, their promo their, their look and vibe as well is is a bit more sort of towards that but yeah there, there's a, it, it gets under your skin um but yeah it's it's classic heavy metal um, with a spooky sort of vibe to it, um, and it's you know they they need we need to engage with them. They need to keep at it. We need a second album that's going to be great. That kind of thing. It's a potential album, isn't it? It's one yeah. of those you just think, is, they is, they hone their craft. They could do something really cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. That like, like the songs are good, but if they keep what they're doing and do it better and get some great songs, you know, we're going to have a great second album. It's, it's, yeah. it's it. But but yeah, it's it's a it's a really good. I, I don't know if it's their debut. Um, it might be their second album. I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. No, because until but, until you you popped up with a with one song from it, I'd ne- obviously never heard of them. So you know, no, no, completely new to it. I mean, they're on, the label. They're on Sentient Ruin, which is mainly a death metal. Um, yeah, label, I believe. So it's quite a it's a bit of an odd one for them. But um, yeah, it's yeah, um, it, it's it, it it soaks in. It's a great it's it's a grower for some people, but it's just it's classic heavy metal. You know. Yeah, get on it. Yes, get on it. I, I completely agree. Um, and another one is you get on, and I have to hold my hands up a little bit with this one because I I was kind of quite um what's the word? Dismissive of Frozen Soul. Um so the new one came out this month, Glacial Domination, came out on the 19th of May, uh, on Century Media. And right. you know, what I've heard of Frozen Soul previously. It's, it's my opinion's always been like, well, it's just it's just death metal. It's, there's nothing, there's nothing that kind of stands out, nothing that excites me, and I am fussy when it comes to death metal anyway. Yeah, um, well, I so. so yeah, I mean, I, I I put this on in the car first listen, and uh, almost straight away actually, it made me stand up and kind of take notice, and it's really fucking good. It's I think it's up there as possibly the best death metal album of the year so far. Um, I'm surprised, really surprised how much I like it. Um, I don't know whether it's, I don't know whether it's, um, it's just, they've just made a step forward in terms of songwriting. I mean, the couple of songs with Matt Heafy on them are are brilliant. That just adds that little bit of it. I don't know whether it's a touch of professionalism or what, I don't know, but, and even the little synthwave touches, which I'll let you talk about. What, what, so just out of interest, for you, because I, I I agree with you about I'm quite picky when it comes to death metal. I'm yeah. not a blanket death metal fan. I'm, I'm very selective. What 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 constitutes a good death metal album? I like to hear the riffs, and I like to hear a groove, and I like a bit of dynamism to my death metal. It's a death metal that literally just goes at a million miles an hour, doesn't really let up, 
that's what tends to bore me. That's why I struggle with a lot of grindcore. Um, I, I like, you know, bands like Bloodbath do it really well. They just have, you know, good breakdowns and good changes of pace and, 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 a few, and some fucking hooks. And that's what this Frozen Soul album's got. It has actually got hooks. And they're doing old school death metal, but they're doing old school death metal with a bit of a modern touch. They're putting their own kind of spin on it. And like, I'll give them full respect because it's it's a great album. How do they how do they bring the, the synthwave stuff into it? What's well, that about? Ant will talk more about that because he's he's yeah. a fan of Ghost. Yeah, yes, this is interesting because I I'm undecided about this album, to be honest. But like again, I'm not the death metal connoisseur. It's if anything, it's only really recently that I've started to to turn more more interested in it. And I did, yeah, I, I found a lot of this to be a bit like meat and potatoes death metal. It's solid, but it's nothing amazing. And it, and I think they stood out more when he was doing uh, when he's doing his stuff with Matt Heafy. It just had that extra extra. They vibe. are the two strongest songs on the album. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if that pushes him in, in a good direction, great. But yeah, the, the, the synthwave stuff, and as you said, it's um, he he's got together with Ghost, who is, um, yeah, he's a synthwave artist uh, from America, but he, he's he's pushed towards that really harsh sort of black metal vibe, and some of the stuff it, it's much more it's darker than Perturbator, darker than Carpenter Brook kind of thing. It's um, you know, his um, the last couple of albums have been very very dark wave in, in that regards. And I think I, I don't know if I like how he how he's been used in this because it, it's it's almost like Gost has gone back to his sort of original synthwave stuff, which was a bit a touching on the darkness, but still very clean and eighties and and retro. And I think the way the way it pops up through this album, it kind of throws me off because it 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 doesn't blend well. I don't think. You know, I think you've got to use this kind of stuff to enhance the album or do something interesting. If they if he used Goss to sound, I suppose, a bit like the last couple of Goss albums, that's fine. But I don't think he's done that. It's almost like he's they just kind of try to break break what they do up with some synthwave, and I'm not. It's not working for me. So what? One of the there's there's like an interlude, isn't there, about a minute long, which is a bit synthwave, and then um, the intro to the title or to, to the song Frozen Soul. Yeah, um, is 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 very synthwave. I get what you mean about that. That it, it doesn't really intertwine with the songs. They are done more like intros than anything else. So I, I kind of you know, yeah, I, I get what you mean with that. Um, yeah. I, when, I, I, when you say meat and potatoes, death metal, that's how I felt about them before this album. Yeah. So maybe I should, I should stick with it because I, I, I hear so many people raving about it, and you like it. And if if I go and see them, then I want also give them a bit of a go. And but yeah, I. I I'm just not sure at the moment. No, that's not. I, 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 like I said, that's that's how I used to feel about. It. I'm, I'm not saying this is going to be an all-time classic, but it's it's certainly up there with my favorite death metal albums of the of the year so far. So, yeah, look, give it more of a go. I think they're they're worth it. I, I, I am looking forward to seeing them live, though. I think they'll be, uh, I think they'll be good live. I think that's going to be a great gig. They got Celestial Sanctuary with them. They got Wallowing with them in a tiny little venue like Boston Music Rooms. That's going to be hot and sweaty. Yeah, well, once I change my head headphones, I think maybe I might enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah. See, this is it. Yeah, you know, it needs to That's be it. fucking loud. This is this is it. Good quality equipment makes all the difference to music. It really does. Yeah, it fucking <laughs> does. Of course, it fucking does. 
another one that, that surprised me this month, one that Bean brought to the party, actually, a, a band I'd not really, I, I think I'd heard names mentioned, uh, a band called Gozu. Uh, the album's called Remedy. It came out on Metal Blade. Apparently, it's their fifth album. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty much none the wiser. It's doom, stonery type thing. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get with that. You're going to get it, a whole lot of big riffs. It, it's stoner grunge, is what I would call it. That's probably a good shout. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. It, it often it really does feel like Caius and uh, Alice in Chains jamming a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I get that. To be perfectly honest with you, it's um every song has got a, a very different sort of feel to it. It's it's not like a lot of stoner albums, which can be a little bit mundane. Yeah. Um, this does chop and change quite a lot. Yeah, um, one particular song, CLDZ, I think it's called. There's just this like two minutes of riffing at the end of that song that's very Caius in that whole, you know, false ending type of thing. And it just keeps on going. And then it's a great riff. And that's, I think that's what, that's that song that made me take notice. And I really enjoyed the rest of the album. It is a bit long, though. That's the only thing. It does it's go on a bit. 50, 50 minutes, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's just about the max I would take for something like that. I think, you know, I could. You know, put up with it, but yeah, no, I mean, there's a real heavy '90s vibe to this album because of what it sounds like. Yeah, um, and the singer, the singer, you know, fascinates me because he seems to veer between like John Garcia and Lane Staley, and then Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> it's just, and it just, it kind of throws me, but it still works for what they're doing. Um, it's you know very big and open, and, and you know, vibing with with their, their riffs. But no, I I, I like this album. Uh, definitely, we're listening to that. It's a good companion piece to the Hellboy album that came out a few months back as well. Yeah, I was just going to mention um, that. I, I kind of um, got a similar sort of feel. I think when you've got when when you if you've got a Stoner Doom band and they've got a really strong vocalist, it makes all the difference. Yeah, and that Hail the Void album, their vocalist is is just insane, insane. I've seen you know, I hear some vocalists, and it's just it, it, for me, it doesn't fit the music. I mean, an example is. A band called Bongzilla have just released an album, and the vocalist it is it, it, it's it's just this weird sort of screechy black metal kind of vocals. It just it doesn't yeah, work. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not um, kind of thing. It was so big and bold, and, yeah. and you know, sort of. I I, I think it even clean because the cleanness I think uh, works as a good dynamic against that you know deep, um, you know, sort of booming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of a riff there. The um, the, the Tribunal album at the start of the year, as, as yeah. well as another one. I mean, that's a bit more funeral doom, I suppose. But female vocals on that, that her vocals are just huge. Yeah, you know, and that just sounds I, unreal. So it does, it does make all the difference. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a pleasant surprise. It's something new to discover. And you know, when you got album titles like Tom Cruise Control, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna take no. Uh, there's a song called Rambo 2 as well, I think, isn't there? So, yeah, it's, um, I'm all really, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the next one I want to talk about is because you made a you made a, the voice of reason that made a really controversial comment about this album, and I still haven't quite got over it. But oh, um, uh, this, is, this is a band called Vansidian, I think I'm saying that. Right. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> the album's called Reflect in the Shadows, um, they are Finnish. Uh, it's members of Moonlight Sorcery who we fucking love on this podcast. Yeah. Um, the I think potentially the future of black metal. This is a bit more, is a bit of a children of bottom kind of feel to it. You've got a little bit of folk metal in there. You've got power metal, a little bit of death metal. It's, it's, there's a lot going on as you kind of expect from, from um, Finnish metal. Um, but 
voice of reason, our very own voice of reason. What did you say this reminded you of? No, one chorus, one particular chorus. Don't fucking <laughs> put your fucking reversing beepers on and back up, back uh, up. And I'll stick with it. Reminded me of Avenged Sevenfold. Get the fuck off my internet. It had it seriously had that that, that mid noughties sort of emo chorus vibe to it. Now it wasn't the same across the whole album. I enjoyed the album, I liked it, but there was one particular chorus that really did. And I mentioned it because I knew that it would it would set you off. You fuck! I'm so glad you <laughs> moved further away. I thought I just. <laughs> but no, I mean it's they don't they don't as a whole sound like a Sevenfold. They certainly don't sound like a Sevenfold now because fuck knows what that band is trying to do. Um, I don't know what Avenged Sevenfold sound like now. No, I know it, they've they've not so much jumped the shark. They fucking fucked it up the arse. Um, but yeah, no, I mean everything you said so far. I'm, I'm, again, only one one listen for me. Haven't haven't been able to give this this one time. But yeah, there's hooks, there's melody, there's tune, it, there's harmonised guitars. I'll be coming back to this for definite. So. Yeah. yeah, as as a fan of Children of Bottom, I think anybody who's into that kind of thing, you're going to like this. It's it's got, yeah. and look, you can you can hear the similarities with Moonlight Sorcery because a lot of the guitar works very similar. That that yeah. undeniable Finnish sound that you get with with metal bands from Finland, you just straight away you know they're Finnish. I think we 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 said this months ago and we did an episode about the whole country, but yeah, um, I love this Padre. I think this might be one for you this month. But um, I'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. Why? Why? Because it's just a fucking damn good metal album, and you appreciate damn good metal. I think sometimes that's all you need. And on that note, talking about Frozen Soul being one of the best death metal albums of the year so far, the new Vomitory album probably is the best death metal album of the year so far. What an absolute fucking rip snorter of an album this is! Love it, absolutely fucking love it. It's called All Heads Are Gonna Roll. The artwork's brilliant. Some of the song titles are just fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> um, raped, strangled, sodomized, dead. I'd like to point out one of them. It's, it's just delightful. But I oh, just love this album. Absolutely fucking love it. Some of the riffs in it. it, it there's the second song in, Decrowned, halfway through it, there's this like New York hardcore two-stepping style riff and it kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, uh, this is it's good. I think this is slipped into my top 10 of the year yeah and again I think for me, yeah death death metal not a connoisseur maybe not the best person to to judge but i think that certainly this has grabbed me a bit more than the frozen soul album certainly uh um, lot of hooks and again i think again you've got you've got that lead into thrash so yeah. that that does help for me but yeah but there's one track on there called the deepest tomb which is just, i don't know there's a there's a riff on there which yeah, it's one of the best things I've heard this year. That's in my notes. It's a proper stomping riff halfway through. Yeah, yeah I don't know what you yeah. mean. Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, I'll be checking this out again when I get new headphones. And um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you like death metal, I can't see how you won't like this. They're they're a band I got into only about five years ago. Um, on on sort of just on the off chance, really, and, and really liked them. So I was quite excited when. You know, I heard they were coming back with a new album. First one in nine years, I think. So they, they yeah, yeah, I think it was. was uh, that's but they, it's just even just the little elements of punk and rock and roll they've got in there as well. It's, it's kind of got the, the full package. And Padre, being fussy about death metal, this is a great place 
to go. So this this is definitely one for you because you cannot avoid headbanging to this album. It's mm. just that fucking. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give them a go. It'll be on the playlist anyway. So and the songs we've just talked about are on the playlist. So yeah, it's um, it's it's a great, it's just a great great death metal. It's a great metal album, I think. No, not just a great death metal. I absolutely love it. So great to see them back. Hopefully, there might be odd UK show. They were due to play Incineration Festival in 2020, but for some reason, I think it was something about a cold going around that got cancelled. So, and they never came back. So it would be good to have. It would be good to have them back. I'd like to see them. Speed Hall. Speed Hall. Motherfucking Speed Hall. Visions of a Parallel World came out on our collective favourite label, Dying Victims, on the 22nd of May. It is fucking speed metal. Speed yeah. metal, speed metal. And this is something I mentioned earlier in the week. It sounds like it was recorded in a cave. And I love it for that. I know this hasn't quite grabbed you so much, has it? And but I oh, fuck it, I love it. Not 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 so much, but um, I will be giving it another go. I think it, it, this is yeah, this this is there's enough there to interest me. They've definitely got that um, early Bathory sort of vibe, yeah, to the atmosphere and whatnot. Um, but it's it's like you say it sounds like it was recorded in the cave, but it's got it's got a production that isn't harsh sounding to me it's got a there's a sort of almost a warmth there um can't quite place it it's a, it's a, it, it is it's, a, it's almost atmospheric it, it fits yeah. with the music and that's that's the most important thing yeah that's it i'm i'm not sure the songs are quite there um but i think everything else kind of makes up for it uh, with how they're approaching those songs um i think if they took a different approach with their production and, and whatnot those songs wouldn't 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 have what they've got. Um, no, potentially not. Of, yeah, I think if they work on the songwriting craft, again, potentially some great things. But uh, although, mind you, I think this is their first album in a few years, so they've been knocking around for a while. It's just takes a while to get get around to the second album. So yeah, maybe- I mean, there are a couple of songs that that stand out. Um, Golgotha and Hologram. They've got you know a sort of new wave of British heavy metal sort of riffing in it. Quite catchy, quite hooky. Yeah. And then there's. Um, there's decrypted prophecies, which is almost pure black metal at times. Like you say, that that comparison to Bathory is definitely there. So it, it still needs more listens, I think. But I've really, really enjoyed it. I'm all about the speed metal at the minute. I can't get enough. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> can't get enough. Um, of it. I just, it's, it's on a bit of a, yeah, it's on a bit of a resurgence, definitely, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but look, so this this is a one album listen so far for me, so I can't really get too. Um, too critical or, or praiseworthy at the moment, but um, yeah, yeah I do. probably need probably needs more than one listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should talk about the new Immortal album. We should, um, because I I was pleasantly surprised by this as well. Actually, I mean it's Immortal. We know what it's going to sound yeah. like, but it um it sounds like proper Immortal. It's, it's really good. I'm quite surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I I Immortal of a band that eluded me so. I'm probably coming from a point of ignorance here, but from what I knew about Immortal and obviously what they've done in the past, what really surprised me about this album was how accessible it was. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Really wasn't expecting that at all. I was, you know, I was expecting something a lot harsher. Good at what they are, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 melody there, there's tune there, but they haven't compromised 
that black classic black metal sound and harshness. Um, and yeah, exactly. And, and, and thirty eight minutes, job done. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was this was this was a, a surprising um, favorite of mine this month. Well, they are the black metal motorhead at the end of the day. So you know, <laughs> I know I know there's no Abarth anymore. You've just got Demonaz now. He's, he's you know the the last sort of standing member, but. If, look, if they can carry on writing songs like that and they haven't got the drama that surrounds a bath, then you know they're they're in a good position. I think it's um, yeah. There's still loads of songs, loads of stuff on there about Frozen and Ice and Grim and everything you want from an Immortal album. So yeah, can't can't really knock them for that. But they're never going to come out with a synthwave album, are they? You know, you know what you're going to get. Like them all. <laughs> well, uh, if if they do, I'll hold my hands up. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it ticks the immortal box. Let's put it that way. No, it does. I mean, again, I'll, I'll be checking more of them out. It's one of the many bands I need to get to on the old journey. But um, yeah, yeah, this is a good intro for me. Yeah, so yeah, go go and check it out. I mean, if you like me and haven't really listened to Immortal for best part of twenty years, um, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised as well. So yeah, give them a go. Um, a couple of other albums that released this month that haven't haven't passed me by but i haven't really given enough time yet so one of them is super cluster by jaw which andy cairns from therapy is is involved in i've given it one listen which blatantly isn't enough um the the feeling i get from this it's you do get a bit of therapy from it but it's quite industrial isn't it yeah it's, it's that sort of harsh atmospheric industrial i think really i mean it's it's very god flesh in its way um yes Definitely some god flesh in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah again, one listen from me. So it <laughs> sounds like this is a, a pointless review. But yeah, I want to come back to it because obviously it's Andy Cairns. Andy and I, the thing is, I think the vibe I get from it, it it's it's not a casual album to listen to. It's something for, only for suit certain moods. Yeah, yeah. It's um, challenging, I think, is the uh, yeah is, is the way to look at it. I mean, there is one song that stood out. And I think it's actually the longest song on the album. It comes in about eight minutes, and it's called "Bring Home the Motherload Barry," which is yes, a great song, yeah. title for a song. But that that actually that got my attention, so that's why I, I definitely need to listen to it some more. But I think we'll we'll come back to this one in a few weeks. I mean, we'll yeah, you know, I think at the, at the end of at the end of June we'll look back at the six months of the year so far, where we are halfway through, and. And these ones that we may have missed, we can we can pick up again. Yeah, um, that's definitely a, one of them. There is a yeah, there's a, there's a cover on it as well that does does work from what I've heard of a uh, Army of Me by Bjork. Oh really? It's quite. I, uh, I, did, I don't think I even noticed. I know the song actually, but I didn't. Even yeah, 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 yeah. That. As soon as as soon as it's got a very distinctive um, sort of baseline sort of melody to it, hasn't it? And uh, as soon as that kicked in, I hadn't even seen the song title. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Yeah, uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't have noticed that. I, I would know the song if I heard it, but I wouldn't have noticed the cover of it. So, so yeah, but it works. So people who, who, right, we, who we, we will off. definitely uh, we'll definitely come back to that one. Um, another one, another one come out on Dying Victims actually. Serpents Call by Violent Sin. Did you manage to get a, your head around this one? I've had a few listens. Yeah. But... I, I've had a listen. This hasn't grabbed me so much, I'm afraid. Um, again, they're they're coming from the same sort of vibe of speed, uh, direction of speed or. Um, but I don't think they've quite nailed their production um, needs uh, for the songs. I don't think the songs are as strong either. Um, I found myself just feeling a bit 
just unbothered by yeah. it, to be honest. You know, certainly Speed Hall was very much a, yeah, I want to give that another go. Um, didn't get that vibe from Bayern Sin. I, I, I will, but yeah, at the moment, it's not looking good for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, our um, our mate Nigel Savage is raving about this one. He loves it, but uh, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed it, but it's it's not one that stood out for me. I think it's when when you think of some of the strong releases that Dying Victims have had in the last twelve months, this this isn't one of the better ones. But it might be a grower. We'll see. Um, the last one I want to talk about uh, was Incendiary's new album, "Change the Way You Think About Pain." Yeah. Um, um, you're gonna have to call the RAC before you listen to this because there's a lot of fucking breakdowns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's shocking. Um, but in fairness, that kind of describes it. It's a hardcore album. They sit somewhere between Knocked Loose and Snapcase for me, sound wise. It, it, it's like I, one of those hardcore albums that I really enjoyed, but it hasn't sort of doesn't make me want to go and throw windmills around the garden kind of thing. It's just a bit of a head nodder and it's good, but. Not much more than that. It's interesting for me. I, I kind of picked up on it a bit more than similar releases this year so so far. And it, the the vocalist is very bold and distinctive and clear as well with what he's saying. And and you know you know I'm thinking this is this is as nineties hardcore as you're gonna get. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Proper. I mean this. You know I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking it's it's mid afternoon. On Saturday at Uxfest in 1999. Oh yes, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's that kind of vibe all over, and it's yeah. I'll be standing at the back whilst the uh, London Beatdown Union just <laughs> throw shapes in the middle. Um, but you've really got those, you know, lyrics like "Every window needs a brick" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Straight to the point, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I'll I'll come back to this album. It's funny I've become a favourite of mine, but I think for what it does, it it, it all give me a bit of a, a boost at certain times. No, there's if there's um a hardcore album that's just come out that that yeah I think will give you a bit of a boost. Um we'll talk about it a little bit later in the month because it's only just come out. Um Concrete Cowboys by Buggin. Oh you mentioned that yeah the, the, again this is like just over 20 minutes I think and it is exactly what you want from a modern hardcore band doing old school hardcore. It's got a proper bounce to it. Love it. Absolutely great. So, but yeah, give that a go if if you're into your bouncy hardcore. It's aggressive as fuck, and you know they got songs called Snack Run. I mean, and it, and it's fifty odd seconds long. Brilliant, perfect. Just what I want from hardcore. Load of nonsense, short songs, loads of riffs, beatdowns galore. Love it. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, I think that's that's that pretty much covers it for the month in terms of releases. Unless there's anything I've missed. No, I think I think that was it. Yeah, I mean, we initially thought we were going to struggle this month with me not really paying as much attention and you not thinking of anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah just, just sort of um, dropping the ball. Really, I think is the uh, is the term. I, but I think overall, I think maybe it wasn't. I think quality wise, maybe as strong as the last couple of months. I think really, I think um, maybe that's what threw us. But I think you got some growers here. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely some growers, and yeah, you're right. In sort of March and April, there's there's been some some potential albums of the year out, and yeah, you know, with, with Bometry this month is, is another what one. We, but... um, what are we looking forward to over the next couple of months? Anything in the post? <laughs> I don't know because I haven't been able to pay attention. You know what? It's it's so fucking it's so fucking difficult in terms of releases. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, 
I mean, we, Moonlight Sorcery have just dropped a new single today um, with a cover of Deep Purple's Burn as well. A black metal cover of Deep Purple. Bizarre, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll um, love um, the, the, the single's really good, so I think they, they should have a full-length album out by the end of the year. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, I think oh, it's, it's due before the end of the summer. Well, there you go. So if, if that's in the yeah. next couple of months, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's a definite Moonlight Sorcery. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I just have to sort of go through um, K-Man Riff's list and a couple of other pages just to see what's coming up because it's, uh, yeah, I just haven't really been able to keep on top but that's the trouble when you're trying to keep up on top of all of the stuff that's coming out now or this week it, it just becomes it becomes difficult um i'm looking forward to the nervosa album when that comes out yeah yeah i'm annoyed i'm annoyed actually because i was if i was still in london and there were tickets available i would have gone to see them at the underworld uh, i think in the last couple of nights but yeah i like what i've heard of them really good um but i enjoy that Hang on, let's just have a look at because i keep i keep a little playlist where i just add the odd song here when i'm regardless of when it comes out um so let's have a look just out of interest has anybody given the new Foo Fire stuff a listen no i will but um it's, it's just been time isn't it um yeah there's, there's yeah like that and other things i tell uh, you I, what I, um go on i've listened to the new rancid album matt uh, i have a listen to the new rancid album actually which is pretty shameful because i do love rancid yeah so, so um, I, I need to uh, i need to get on that um yeah. One thing we do want to give a shout out though is Chupacabra, if I'm saying that right. Sorry, Nigel. Chupacabra, I believe it is. Chupacabra, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so dropped a single yesterday called Burn the Clowns. Three-track EP comes out on the 4th of August, I believe. Um, they'll be coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks to talk about it. Um, from Bristol in the UK, three-track thrash EP. It's a fucking I heard that. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. an absolute fucking ripper. And that's not just because I just a mate of the, of the, of the podcast. It's genuinely really impressed by it. So, yeah, get involved in that. It's heavy. It's angry. Vocals are awesome. Great lyrics and really good anti-patriarch stuff in there. Love it. Get involved in that. Andy, what do you think of the new Code Orange that's popped up in the last few days? Don't know. Uh, I've only had one listen to it. Um... I need to listen to it again, but I didn't hit me as hard as all the stuff from underneath did. That's fair. I've only given it one listen as well, so I can't really pass opinion yet. But... It, it did feel... It wasn't as straightforward, I think, as some of their stuff previously. I think underneath was... They were pushing boundaries with that, but it still... It retained what they were doing well before. I don't know. I, th I think they, it struck me as maybe trying a bit too hard to be, again, pushing... Fucked up boundaries not necessarily fucked up but just you know we got to, we can't stay where we are we gotta go down there and now sometimes you gotta stay where you are and just be, be a bit better at it but um yeah I'll, I'll, I'll give it another go certainly but initially i wasn't fussed yeah yeah i i i, I can't really pass opinion yet they're not they're a difficult band to get your head around anyway so yeah i'll, I'll, I'll kind of give but, it a few more goes but, but again i'm i'm you know, I've been out of a routine. I'm only starting to settle into a routine now at the moment, you know, after all the move and whatnot. So, yeah, now I'm sort of doing my morning walks and my evening walks again and I can... And get some new headphones. Yeah, get some new headphones, et cetera, et cetera. I'll start sort of checking these songs out as they come along and whatnot. Uh, obviously, the new Earn album, that's going to, you know, that's going to be a... What are the... Yes. Um, in, in terms of like the last... The, the, the couple of albums 
the albums that you've been listening to recently, the new releases and stuff, are there any like standout songs, like you know, in terms of riffs, like you know, that you think, yeah, that's really fucking good? Yeah, there's a couple on the Vomitory album. Um, like I said, D Crowned was one of them. Um, and what did I say? The other one, what did you say? The other one, Deepest, Deepest Tomb, I think, was the other the one. Deepest Tomb, yeah, some, some. Some riffs that will make you go, oh my fucking god, that's a fucking riff kind of thing. It's they're on the playlist. Both songs are on the playlist this week. Well, so tell you what, there's, there's one album we will probably talk about at the end of the month is the new release by a band called Tortured Demon. Yeah, um, um, I've I've had a listen to this. It hasn't grabbed me yet. I can't really pass opinion on it. I haven't really given it much of a chance. It's, it's it's death metal. It's got I can hear a bit of trivium in the mix as well. It's it's that kind of thing. It's quite hooky, quite catchy, but it hasn't it's grabbed quite, me. Yet. It's quite thrashy, isn't it? Really, it it's, is quite uh, thrashy. Yeah, I need to I need yeah. to get back on that and, and give it a few more goes. They're British as well, so you know we need to make sure. And I think they're they're really young as well. So they are. Yeah, that's the thing. They're like I think they're barely like nine twenty or whatever. So yeah. So Padre, they might they might be one for you. Actually, torture demon. It's, it's it's got promise. Let's put it that way. Um. I, look, I, I, as far as what's coming up, I, I don't really know. I'm more looking forward to some of the shows that are coming up. To be honest with you, um, some of the gigs that have been announced in the last few weeks. Uh, we talked about Judas Priest and all of that. That's that's one. Um, Destruction with Razor, Enforcer, and Crysix. Two two London shows. One show in the Midlands, I think, doing Hybrid Garage in London Underworld. Love that. That just makes that just makes such a change. Just poxy little venues. Enforcer finally playing UK shows. Have you have you got a ticket yet? No, because it's forty quid a go, and I, I just can't quite justify it yet. <laughs> are you are you going to go? Oh yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, hundred percent, I'm going to go. Yeah, without, without a shadow of a doubt. Look, we we grumble about Enforcer not playing the UK. God knows how many times, and then they do, and then we don't go. That's no, that's that wouldn't be acceptable. So yeah. That is not defending the metal faith. Um, mentioned earlier on, Frozen Soul, Celestial Sanctuary, and Wallowing in London just before Bloodstock. Really yeah, looking I'll, forward to uh, that. Three we, very we get, cool bands. We can have a day out on the Sunday, aren't we? Well, well, I'm going to start out buying comics, and then we're going to go buy vinyl at Crypt of the uh, Wizard. Yeah, and then uh, and then Sash it up as a uh, as a warm up for Bloodstock. Um, yeah. Paradise Lost announced they're doing Icon in full because they're re-recording it for a special vinyl release, thirtieth anniversary. With my dying bride of support, that'll be a, a thoroughly joyous evening, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll be wearing bright colours for that. <laughs> but um, but it's it's I think it's either the night before or the night after we see the Almighty in London, so that might be a of bit course. of a yeah, bit of a like... last minute. Bit of a last minute one. Uh, Green Lung have just announced a UK tour as well. Band I've never seen and really want to. That's in December. Fuck me, it's just it's just never ending. The Hellripper yeah. show we talked about the Municipal Waste tour that's just been announced. Yeah, yeah. With Undeath and Gel. We're gonna go to Bristol. Going down Bristol for a, a bit of a road trip. Yeah. It's just I, I, can't, I almost can't fucking keep yeah. up. You're gonna need to break all, something. Get, it's 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 brilliant, is it? I have to move to the other fucking side of the the earth and they all get announced all these yep. gigs in london and whatnot and it's like great but right i'll make i'll make the effort yeah and i think um i think padre if you uh if you if you're back in this this god-awful country for the summer then uh we need to get you involved in something because it's just there's just so much going on 
so much going on, which is great to see. You know, we we want tours, we want these bands playing. And if reading some of the stuff I read recently about again going back on the the cost of touring and and the the merch cuts and all this kind of thing, I think Des Falafel from Cold Chamber and Devil Driver. He's also a manager and one of the bands he's managed just been out on a tour. I think something like the, the tour grossed like a quarter of a million dollars or something around that. And they actually came home with 12 grand in their pocket, you know, and they are out on tour for months on end. And when you, you put that into context, the work that goes into going out on tour, the stresses, all the exhaustion, I know it's, they still have great fun, but that margin is, is shocking. It's you've got to make a living. Exactly. Exactly. And when you've got cunts like Beyonce charging £100 for a fucking hoodie, when she clearly doesn't need the fucking money, it's it's just the whole thing fucking stinks. And if we're not careful, we'll just lose touring bands. They'll just stop bothering, because why? Why would you? And then they'll probably just give up, because don't make any money out of music. Can't make a living out of that. And if you can't make a living out of touring, what else have you got? Sorry to bring such a downer on things, but it's 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 true so we, something needs to something needs to happen with especially these merch cuts because that is a good source of income for musicians regardless of the genre i posted i, well, I reposted on instagram earlier on post from uh exorder and just making that whole point of a venue wants to take 35 percent of your merch well we want to take 35 percent of your bar takings well no it doesn't work like that it's just fucking wrong it's just it's it's almost like a racket of some kind. Yeah. And bands, we'll, I mean, I we'll say keep, bands keep ranting about it, but bands need to do solidarity. But what, what do they do? Boycott the venues? If they do that, they don't. They don't talk. Well, this is it. I mean, a lot of venues have contractual obligations in place where bands have to sell merch. But I can't remember who it was who, who suggested it on this podcast about fuck it. Then we'll just sell a wristband. Or something like that, and then we'll sell the rest of it in a pub down the road. Yeah, the first first thing I heard it was a, was a, a, an indie band, a bunch of ladies from Brighton called the Big Moon. Yeah, and they said uh, at the O2 Kentish Town Forum, they said, "Fuck this, we go, we're going to sell our merch in a pub next door." And you know yeah. what? It probably is. It, it's those venues that are owned or sponsored by yeah those kind of com- companies. I think your Underworlds. Yeah, no issue. No, no yeah. issue. It is. It's, it's your O2s of the world. So fuck you, O2. Yeah, absolute bunch of thieving cunts. I should change. Look, why should what? Where is the justification for forty quid for a fucking t-shirt? And don't get me wrong, I've got a lot of band t-shirts, but the quality these days, unless you get it from Allfather, um, is is shit. You know, when you wash them a couple of times and they go out of shape and they go stiff or they just shrink two sizes, it's it's just not on. It's not. It sounds like I'm blaming bands for their merch. I'm not, because it, it is what it is. But if if you're only paying 15 quid for it, and the band is still making money off of that, then everybody wins. But when you're paying 30, 35 quid, you don't want it to shrink after one wash. Ah. So, but it's 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 a catch twenty two now. Until something changes wholesale, we're not going to see any improvements. So, I think. Um, Maiden's first European shows on this tour t-shirts were £45 equivalent of in the Czech Republic so it's, it's going to be the same case at the O2 in a, in a couple of weeks time I'm not paying that on principle it just, just 
even even if I just even if I found a fifty pound note in my pocket that I didn't know was there, I wouldn't spend it on a fucking t-shirt. The, pro- the problem here is that this this is capitalism. But this is people. They need to say no. People say, you know what? That's too expensive. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. People, more people need to do that rather than saying, "Oh fuck it, I'll treat myself." In this instance, I don't do this enough. This I'll, is the I'll problem. It, it, this, this, I, I, I doubt it's the bands that set the prices. It's the venues, obviously. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, want, yeah, it's the cut. They want their percentage, but at the same time, what you what you're doing is you're riding on the coattails of artists. I mean, like, I'm sorry, the, if you buy a t-shirt from a gig, it's not it, it's not any better quality than buying a, just a plain black t-shirt from Primark. No, it's not. Matter. And it's just because it's got the, the band on it and it's because it's a captive market. But then you could just go on any online store and buy the same t-shirt for 25 quid, 20 quid, whatever it is, you know, 18, 99, whatever. And it, it's, it's, it, it, it's an, it's a form of piracy, but it's like, it's definitely theft. This is why people, no this is why people buy bootleg T-shirts outside the gig. I mean, and, and it's so short-sighted because... The problem is with, with the bootlegs is you don't really see that so much anymore. Um, it's, it's just not, it's not as common as it was. But that if, if you were paying 25, 30 quid for a T-shirt in a venue and every penny of that profit was going to the artist, I think there'd be a little bit less of a grumble about it. Yeah because you're supporting the bands you love. If you knew every penny was going in their pockets, it's the same with vinyl. Like what Dave from Black City was saying when he was on here. You know, the money's going somewhere. So it's either to a venue or it's to a label or whatever it is, but it's not going to the artists and they're not able to make a living. And it's not fucking fair. So I, I don't know. I, none Look, we don't know what the answer is. Of course we don't, but something needs to be done. And hopefully, you know, it, it just gets to a point where Artist solidarity will take over. I mean, like, I mean, the 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 stereotype is you've got like you know, you've got to go through the starving artist's phase before you make it big, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's that that's true of most jobs. You've got to your entry level. You're a graduate. Yeah. You're yeah. you're doing a, uh, an apprenticeship at a garage or something as a bricky or a chippy or something and you're not going to make a lot of money and you know you accrue more money as you gain more experience but at the same time it's like if you're going to make it so difficult for bands that are starting out that they just cannot make the money you're going to squeeze you, you, they're, they're just going to be like it doesn't matter how much how, how many amazing riffs you write we're not going to get the money that makes it worthwhile to do this like 24 7 so therefore, you're going to stifle creativity because, like, if you're like, you know, okay, for example, let, let, let's say you take a band like Tailgun, and they're like, you know, we work a nine to five job, we work in call centers, we work in offices, we we do service work. I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying that's hypothetically. Yeah. And we've only got a few hours a week where we can rehearse, and we can only play one or two gigs a month because of our work commitments or four gigs a month. And then you go back 40 or 50 years and you look at like, um, for example, the, 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 in, in terms of like reaching a, a level of expertise in your chosen field, right? You're looking at at least 10,000 hours of doing it, doing what you do, whether it's for me teaching or 
for someone else. And, and like, so, for example, like for, for me to reach that ten thousand hours of doing the job I've done, I've only I only recently got to that level, and I've been doing this job for seventeen years, teaching two three hundred hours, four hundred hours a year, whatever it is, maybe five hundred in some places. Um, so let's just say you're a band and you've got to you you've got to play, yeah. Rehearsing and is is good, but but where you learn your craft is on stage. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so but then you look look back at like you know everyone go, a lot of people can refer back to like the Beatles. Like the Beatles learned their craft by playing all those gigs in, in Hamburg on the Reaper Bar for years. They're, they're residencies. Yeah, yeah, and then you look at a band like Metallica, for example, playing the Whiskey, playing the Rainbow, playing. Uh, the Troubadour, and you know, playing gig after gig after gig after gig. And one of the reasons they taught so much, yes, they've got to make a living, but it's also where you craft your sound, you make a connection with the fans, you build your fan base, you get better at playing live, and you get to love it, and you want to keep doing it more and more and more. And if you can't make money, if you can only make money from the, the pittance that, that gigs, that venues are going to pay you, and you can't make money from merch, and you're not going to make much money from like album sales because you're underground, or you're not going to get any money from Spotify because you don't reach the quota that they will pay out at. What the fuck are you supposed to do? Exactly. You know, so you've got passionate, talented people out there that cannot purvey their wares because they just don't have the, the form for it. Because it, you could be in a band and be like, right, we love what we do and we're writing good music but we can't afford to pay rent. We can't afford to feed ourselves. We can't afford to buy clothes. We can't afford to buy petrol to drive to the fucking gigs because yeah. the cost of train tickets or the cost of petrol or the cost of renting a van. Because like once you get, once you're in a band and, you, and you're like in a position where you've got to say, well, we've got to rent a van because we've got to take our amps and our mixing boards and our, our pedal boards and our drums and our guitars. And you factor that in with the cost of petrol. It's just not fucking worth it. And then you throw Brexit into the mix where you've got European bands or British bands that can't go to Europe or can't go to the UK because of visa issues. It's it's just, it, it becomes pointless. And it's just like, it's it's these high level, high level decisions or high level policies which which, which squeeze out the little guy. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if 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 like for example, Maiden play the O2 Arena, and they only make ten grand off t-shirt sales, but they make two hundred and fifty grand off ticket sales, they're not going to care. But go back to 1980, when Maiden was starting up, and they would make a lot of their money off the gig, the vinyl, selling tapes, and the t-shirt sales. That's what got. That's what got those bands going because if the bands aren't making money, yes, you've got the starving artist stereotype where, you know, you know, you look at like a VH1 behind the music with Metallica and the, and, and Anthrax have been interviewed and like you know we used to eat you know bologna on hand, you know, that's all we could afford to eat and like there were like eight guys crammed in a room, but that can that that's not sustainable for five or six years. No. It's like let, 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 let's let, 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 let's just say that we we were doing this podcast because our idea was to make a living from it. How much work would we have to do? 
How, how long more, would it more take? hours than it would be physically available? And you know, and you would say, well, I, 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 I'm in a position where I can't have kids, right? I can't settle down here because, well, I'm going to have to live in a one bedroom or in a in a bed sit somewhere in a in a flea ridden bed sit because I can't until this podcast generates any kind of revenue. But then when it when it does generate revenue, it might be a hundred quid a month or two hundred quid a month. That's not enough to live on. So then you've got to get. 50,000 listeners, 100,000 listeners. How the hell do you do that? You know, and if you're only playing small clubs, are you ever going to get to the point where you're going to get 50,000 pounds, 10,000 pounds? Yeah, have you ever going to pack up work in a smaller venue of 3,000 pounds? It's, 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 it's bizarre. It's, it, it's too difficult. There should be a level of challenge because that challenge to get to that next level that next plateau can inspire creativity yeah that's what that's what should drive you forward but yeah, if you yeah, just hit, if you just keep hitting a brick wall you, you you're gonna well, human nature, it, you're yeah, gonna yeah, get fed yeah. up with it yeah and you're gonna be like um i mean maybe maybe the best i mean i mean it, it, it's like that documentary about that canadian band anvil and they just toured for years and years and they never got anywhere until that film really came out and I don't think a lot of bands would be really interested in doing that. No, and probably not. Spotify does help to some extent. But like if you like some of these bands that we mentioned on the podcast every week and you look up their their listens and it's sixty thousand listens, hundred and twenty five thousand listens. What money are they making off? Virtually they nothing. Make, Pence. It is fuck all. It's a couple of pence, yeah. And whereas Spotify, if those 125 listens are, 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 you know, original listens, like it's not someone listened to it the same 10 times, but they've got premium, they've paid 10 quid a month to listen, to get access to that music. And if you had 4,000 people listening to that band, but but 50% of that 10 quid a month from premium went to those bands, or I don't yeah. even know how Spotify calculated it. No, neither do I. Neither do I. But it's it's, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage. That's that's never going to change. Though. That's the world we now live in. But that's not controllable. Whereas it seems like what the venues are doing to these artists now, that should be controllable. Artists should be able to say, "No, fuck you. I'm not giving you a cut of my merch. I'm selling my merch, and that's it. I might give you five percent for the rent of a table in your building, but that's as far as it goes. Not thirty fucking percent." 35%, sometimes even more. So the, the more and more... Because this freedom this, from this is the thing. This, this is the thing. Well. You're going to pay the band, what? 500 quid, 1,000 quid, 1,500 quid to play. You're then going to make that money back on alcohol sales. You're then going to make that money back on ticket sales. So what gives you the right to then expect that you should have a cut of their fucking merchandise? It's fucking greed. That's what it is. And yeah, this is what this because, is what happens when you, you know, have if I was, if, sponsorships if I was on venues. Bands, if if I was one of these bands, I would just say, "Look, listen, we've got merch. It's out in the car park. Go out there." But that that is that is happening, or it's in a pub down the road. We, we you know we have talks about that. It does happen, but as soon as you have a a, a, a corporate entity like O2, and they're sponsoring all these venues, they're they're putting money into these venues. It's almost like they've clicked. Fuck, we can get our money back 
not through custom via advertising, but we can just fleece the artists that are playing in this venue by saying to the venues, and look, I don't know if this is true, but this is how it feels, by saying to these venues, well, we're sponsoring you. We're giving you the profile. We're putting you out there. You need to go and take a cut off these bands merch because this band over here made x profit on their merchandise last year and we can get a slice of that that's how it feels it's a tax it's a fucking tax there's no other way of looking at it you're being taxed to sell your merch in a venue so the more the the more bands that stand up against it and stop selling their merch in venues sell it in the pub down the road or a record store or whatever it may be, there's got to be another way to fight this happening. And with the power of social media, it's not like you've got to just hope people will go. You know, if you've got a social media profile, you can just put a post out. Our merch this this uh, for this gig is going to be selling the red line around the corner, not in the venue. So if you want your merch, come and get it there, and you'll save 15 quid a T-shirt. It won't take long to get around. So just buck them. Just, the more and more we talk about it, the better, I think. Just, it just the word just needs to be spread. I, I just want to be able to go to a gig and buy a t-shirt and not feel like I'm being fleeced. Not feel like I've got a right. I need to make sure I've got to take an extra thirty-five quid with me so I can get a t-shirt. It's just, it's wrong. It's fucking wrong. So it's, we just need to make it stop somehow. Fuck knows how. It's almost gone too far. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, look, you know, ranting now a little bit. <laughs> It wasn't. It was that wasn't really the plan, but it's. I'm. I'm sure ninety nine point nine nine percent of people listening to this podcast will agree with us. So it, it is what it is, and and we've got to try and make a stand against it. So there you go. We'll probably. Uh, we should probably call it a night there because this will just go down a, a whole different rabbit hole of grumbling and moaning, and and I'm pretty sure the voice of reason's gone to sleep. Good news tonight. Very good news. What good news? Boris Johnson has stepped down. Fucking right. Right. So what's what right, just just quickly, just before we go, because this is going on a bit. What is this whole thing about resignation honors? This is something I've never seen before. Padre, oh. you're a politics man. What what the fuck is this? Jacob Rees Mogg gets a knighthood. Am I reading this yeah. right? But basically a PM. I think a PM can provide a list of people he recommends for PM. Yeah, it's called the Royal Prerogative. Yeah. Right. Okay. Bullshit. And it's basically just like his mates, he's people he's done deals with probably and this and that. And he's just, there you go, you get a knighthood. And Nadine Doris resigned earlier today when her name was taken off the list. Cunt. Another well, fucking. Why, cunt. This is the thing. Why was his name put on the list in the first place? It's well, they've, they've done famous for each other, haven't they? They shared a rent boy. No, uh, no I bet Johnson's, he's not gay at all. It's just deeply. I, I don't think that matters. They're just they're self-serving pigs feeding from the trough of of, of our fun. It's just just no. You know what? We're not even going to talk about them. It's no. not worth it. <laughs> Absolute fucking scum. Just vile people. Um. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Thank you for listening. Apologies. It went off on a bit of a uh, a, a bit of a, a ranty tangent, but that's just the way it goes. Sometimes it needs to be said. Um, we will be back next week with I'm not entirely sure what, but we got a couple of cool things coming up in in a few weeks' time as well. So, uh, so please keep listening and um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye.